Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Salve, salve, 
So this song was debuted over a decade ago. But as much as it's a song, it's really a tefillah. Let's all have in mind the Chayla Yisrael and sing together a fuwa. J.M. in the A.M. with Baruch Levine off his new, brand new Kumsitz Alive album. That's called Rafua Shlema here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, you realize that it's municipal elections in Israel when the, uh, <laughs> when the Nahum Siegel Network app has an, advertise, has an advertisement on the, top of the, uh, on the top of the app screen for one of the candidates for mayor of Yerushalayim. The incumbent, in fact. So you know that it is election day in Israel when you see that 6,000 miles away. (laughs) An ad placed by somebody in a municipal election in Jerusalem on the NSN app. If that doesn't tell you how different our times are today than they, uh, they were years ago, I don't know what does. That is funny. Anyway, Baruch Levine with Rufua. You heard Ashrei Mi done by Michal Przanski. Yeshiva Boys had Vavio Sim Tfila Lachayim. That was uh, Shlomo Katz. Avremo with Bench Bench. Tfila Schupa, Eli Seidenfeld. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this 27th day of February, day number 18 in the month of Adar 1. The year is 5784, Tufshin Pei Dalit. Hope you're doing fine and dandy. Those of you who are studying Dafyomi, learning or studying Talmud at the rate of one page or one folio per a day, uh, Thursday's a big day. Baba Kama's final day is Thursday. Baba Metzia starts Friday, so we'll wish you in advance 
a congratulations, a mazal tov, as uh, you and others continue to plow through the Talmud, which is amazing, really amazing accomplishment. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Today is day number 144. As we continue to pray for uh, our IDF soldiers, the incredible brave people of the Israel Defense Forces who keep us safe around the world, protect the land of Israel, the people of Israel, the state of Israel. Um, again, today is day number 144, and we are hoping and praying that our hostages, our brothers and sisters being held by the enemy, are released as soon as possible. Hopefully today, the president of the United States yesterday in what seemed to be an off-the-cuff impromptu comment um, indicated that he expects a ceasefire to be in effect after this coming weekend. He was talking about this coming Monday, meaning six days from now. Now, I would assume if there is a real ceasefire that there's going to be a hostage deal attached to it. That's what I'm assuming. Don't know if I'm right, but I have to assume that the way things have been going, uh, they would go in that direction. That if there's a um, if there is a ceasefire, there's going to be a hostage deal that is part of that whole thing. But who knows? Who knows? But the president of the United States said it, which you would think would give it a tremendous amount of credibility. So who knows what the next days will bring. We'll pay careful attention, that I could tell you. Um, what else did I want to remind everybody about? Yeah, so today is election day in Israel. The municipal elections, the uh, elections uh, in cities, towns, municipalities in the state of Israel are taking place today. It's a day off. It's a real election day in Israel. It's a day off for many, many people. Uh, so that's what's happening. And um, let us hope that the leadership positions everywhere in Israel are filled by responsible and um, and active leaders who want to be helpful to the constituents that they serve. That is uh, one of the wishes we always have for those who are in um who those who for those who are in uh, influential positions jm in the am it's a tuesday we'll check in with our friends from the shiloh winery later today there are a couple of major stories regarding the shiloh winery in israel we'll explain the whole thing coming up in hour number two it's all happening today on a tuesday also our yeshiva league sports update you know the yeshiva league is really gearing up now for serious playoff season, Elliot Weiselberg's on top of everything. He'll join us at about 7.20 a.m. Eastern time this morning with our Yeshiva League sports update right here at JM in the AM. Tis 
Sometimes when you sing the same note over and over again And you wonder when will this note change or will it ever end Then you realize something you may not have realized before That when the chords are changing you're just not the same note anymore
So never let that old little note fool you. It's got more power than you know. It only needs a few little chords behind it to shine and let it show.
זיכרון, חיסרון, תחושות כבדות. רצון להשלים, רצון להבין את האור לראות. מי אני ומה אני, היכן אתה? זה סוגר עליי, ומה איתך?
J.M. in the A.M. with Mendy Weiss. Vikayama is the name of that one here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, the um, Tenli Koach done by Yaakov Shweki. Avram Fried's Soldiers uh, medley that, of course, we featured in Kosher Halftime Show 2024. Joey Newcomb had the one-note Nigun. We Want done by Eighth Day. And Matt Dubb had the Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yoter Gadol Mizeh selection. Oh, and Nir Nitzachon is done by... Shlomo Simcha, lots of great music in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Yeshiva League sports update coming up. Elliot Weiselberg is going to brief us on what's happening. Very, very heated playoff season, as usual, in the Yeshiva League. They'll describe the whole thing to us with the latest news at about 7.20 Eastern time this morning right here at JM&AM. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next. 
Poke your toe from Jam in the Amp. גלי צה"ל מירושלים השעה 2, שלום רב, באולפן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הבחירות לרשויות המקומיות, ירידה משמעותית באחוזי ההצבעה. עד לשעה 1 הצביעו כמיליון ומאתיים אזרחים, כשישה אחוזים פחות מהבחירות הקודמות. ממרכז השליטה של משרד הפנים בתל אביב, מדווח כתבנו שי ישראל. נכון לשעה 1, 17 אחוזים נקודה שבע מבעלי זכות הבחירה בבחירות המקומיות הצביעו, לעומת 24 אחוזים שהצביעו באותו זמן ב-2018, הפרש משמעותי של יותר משישה אחוזים. שיאנית ההצבעה עד כה קריית אונו עם 55 אחוזים, בתל אביב הצביעו יותר מ-16 אחוזים, בחיפה 15 אחוזים, ובירושלים 12 אחוזים בלבד. במשרד החוץ של קטאר אומרים בתגובה לאמירותיו של הנשיא ביידן הלילה כי יש היתכנות להפסקת אש עד יום שני. אין הסכמות על סוגיות רבות בין ישראל לחמאס. מדווח כתב חדשות החוץ ברק בטש. דובר משרד החוץ של קטאר אמר לפני שעה קלה כי למרות ההתקדמות במגעים אין פריצת דרך שניתן לספר עליה וכי אין הסכמה בין ישראל לחמאס על סוגיות רבות הקשורות בהפסקת האש. בתגובה לדבריו של הנשיא ביידן הלילה שטען כי יש היתכנות להגיע לסיכומים על הפסקת אש כבר עד יום שני אמרו בקטאר כי הם לא יכולים להתייחס לנושא. מוקדם יותר היום אמר בכיר בחמאס לסוכנות הידיעות רויטרס כי אמירותיו של הנשיא והשר וחבר הקבינט אבי דיכטר מהליכוד אמר אצל אמיר איבגי, אנו עדיין לא קרובים לעסקה, יש מחלוקות רבות. אני מתקשה לראות את הדבר הזה קורה בתוך ימים. המחלוקות הן לא פשוטות. עוסקים בזה באמת האנשים הטובים ביותר שרלוונטיים לעסוק בנושא הזה של החזרת החטופים. עובדים תחת דירקטיבה ברורה של ראש הממשלה, של הקבינט. וזה לא סוד שגם בקבינט לא כולם חושבים בצורה זהה. כוחות צה"ל ושב"כ חיסלו את אחמד דררמה, בכיר ג'יהאד איסלאמי במרחב טובאס. בעברו הוא ביצע פיגועי ירי ומטענים לעבר כוחות צה"ל. הכוחות חיסלו גם שני מחבלים חמושים ואיתרו חמ"ל תצפיות. במהלך הפעילות לוחם צה"ל נפצע קל ופונה לקבלת טיפול רפואי. משפחתו עודכנה. שר הביטחון יואב גלנט חתם הבוקר על המשך מעצרו המנהלי של פעיל הימין אריאל דנינו. מדווח כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון, הוד בראל. לאחר ארבעה חודשים שבהם אריאל דנינו מיצהר היה עצור מנהלית, מחר הוא היה אמור להשתחרר ולשוב לביתו. הבוקר, בהמלצת שב"כ, שר הביטחון יואב גלנט חתם על המשך מעצרו המנהלי בשלושה חודשים נוספים. חבריו ארגנו לו מחר ביצהר אירוע קבלת פנים, אך כאמור לעת עתה, מעצרו הוארך. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, גשמים מקומיים חזקים, מלווים סופות רעמים, יורדים ברוב אזורי הארץ, חשש משיטפונות בנחלי המזרח. בערב הגשם הזה ייפסק. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
אני מאמין באמונו של אמו, Thank <laughs> you. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Naftali Kempa. Ani Mamin is the name of that one here at J.M. in the A.M. Election Day in Israel. Most people have off in Israel today. I want to thank a listener, Tikva, who actually sent us a screenshot of an ad for one of the municipal elections in Israel on our app, which is pretty funny. How, how times have changed, huh? How times have changed. <laughs> Um, before the Naftali Kempa selection, Shuli Rand with Gamki Elech. You heard Jonathan Rozel ate Milchama. That's funny. All three residents of Israel. And in the show that I do today with Radio Coldplay, for those of you who a lot more people are telling me in Israel, they listen to that show every night, Sunday through Wednesday. That show is, and the entire radio station today is only playing residents of Israel. 
because in honor of the municipal elections that are going on in every town, city, and municipality in the Holy Land. Pretty funny. Uh, Elliot Weiselberg has the latest regarding what's happening in the playoff push, the playoff season in the Yeshiva League. We call it our Yeshiva League sports update. Here it is on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. March is on the horizon, and with it, the Yeshiva League version of Marsh Madness. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, the hockey leagues are all ready for the semis while basketball plows through the quarterfinals. All that and more, good morning, I'm Elliot Weisselberg. We'll start out in varsity hockey, where the upstart lower seeds have seen their Cinderella runs come to a halt. Wednesday night saw East 5 seed Rombaum fall to the hands of neighborhood foe and league number one overall DRS 7-1. DRS continued the run of six goal victories and advances to the semifinals, where they will host Frisch this coming Sunday. The two squads met up last year at the same stage, where Frisch emerged victorious. On the other side of the bracket, the West number 5 seed met the same fate, but by a bit closer margin. West champion TABC not knocked off defending champion SAR 5-2. The Storm will earn a date with Hank this Thursday night. Also looking to advance this Thursday night, the JV Hockey Top Seed SAR. The Sting host fifth seed Frisch, the only team to put a dent in SAR's perfect season, having clawed out a tie against SAR in the last game of the regular season. The winner of that contest will meet up with the winner of DRS and Hafter, who play tomorrow night in DRS. The teams met a few weeks ago, with Hafter upending the Wildcats 1-0 in the greenhouse. In varsity basketball, the six seeds both saw their bids end. The East six seed Waterbury came close to pulling off an upset against East number three seed Hafter, losing a close battle 58-56 to round out the first round matchups. The Hawks will now square off with West number two Ramaz tonight with the winner to advance to play Megan David. The Warriors kicked off the quarterfinals last night against West six seed SAR, knocking the Sting off 74-54. The other half of the bracket will kick off tonight as well as East number two seed Flash. Bush hosts West number five Orius Rowell, and tomorrow night with West number one TABC battling defending champion North Shore. In JV basketball, the West first round saw both higher seeds advance in close matchups as Hillel knocked off JEC 64-60 and TABC defeated Ramaz 55-52. As a result, Hillel will match up with North Shore tomorrow night, while TABC will square off with DRS this Mosei Shabbos with the winner to play SAR. West number 2 seed SAR has already punched its ticket to the semis, downing East 3 seed Flatbush 56-37. To round out the bracket, Frisch will host Hafter in Paramus tomorrow night. Speaking of Frisch, the girl varsity Cougars are heading back to the finals after downing Maya Note. Frisch will now wait and see whether they will see a repeat battle with SKA, who takes on North Shore tonight. That championship battle will take place this Sunday, along with the JV game between Frisch and SAR, winners over Maya Note and North Shore respectively, to punch their tickets to the finale. And that was your Tuesday morning Jam in the AM sports update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg.
Rich A.M. in the A.M. Oh, there we go. Shooky Solomon and Company with that um, song entitled Avat Chinam here at J.M. in the A.M. Our Yeshiva League sports update before that with Elliot Weiselberg as we continue to wish good luck to all the teams, all the schools who are marching forward through the playoff season. By the way, speaking of sports, again, as we said yesterday, Mazal Tov on an amazing season for the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. Really a wonderful, wonderful season. It ended Sunday when they lost the conference final. They made it to the conference final. They lost the conference final to Farmingdale. And as I indicated to Coach Elliott Steinmetz after the game, I said to him that uh, he gets a congratulations not only on the amazing season, but on the incredible men and role models that he is creating as he coaches the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. And um, for that, I will say that they are true winners because they, they represent the Jewish people really well on and off the court. And particularly this year, since October 7th, uh, they really have been representing the Jewish people well. That's got to be recognized and appreciated. And uh, the results on the court on Sunday may not have been what we were looking for, but uh, what they've been doing as representatives of the Jewish people and people who are those who care about Israel has been exemplary. So thank you, Yeshua University Maccabees. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, or reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. And that, as I always point out, is an understatement. Boy, will you be glad you did. (laughs) Or however it is that uh, you would emphasize and make sure to um, make that point. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav, Zevran Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. Good Good morning, morning, Chizuk. We read in the parsha. Kisisa Esrosh Bene Yisrael Lifkudehem. Rutsi Hersh of Rimanov comments that when the Jews are counted, each one has to be raised as he is counted. This is so that he will be given the self esteem, the encouragement, the sense that he's not inadequate and is empowered to fulfill their purpose in this world. The Dark Yashlemus adds that from here we learn the importance of each and every Yid in Klau Yisrael. The Nazis, Yemach Shemom, wanted to ingrain into every prisoner that he wasn't important at all. He was merely a number. For that reason, as is well known, they tattooed a number on each prisoner's arm. However, Klau Yisrael never fell prey to this dehumanization process. The Neshama, that is the very essence of every Yid, wiped out the nefarious plan of the Nazis. Unfortunately, the evil terrorist group who have kidnapped our precious brothers and sisters have repeatedly been telling them that nobody cares about them, that the people of Israel have forgotten about them, that they are insignificant and nobody is trying to help them. The hostages are being held in dungeons far below the ground with insufficient ventilation, little to no food, 
liquid, and medical supplies. When it was agreed that urgent medical supplies could be sent by the families of the hostages, the Rishoyim, instead of delivering the supplies, hid them and utilized them for their own purposes. In fact, as the 100th day of the hostage situation approached, family members of the hostages gathered in Kibbutz Nirim near the Gaza border. They used powerful loudspeakers to call out the names of their relatives, to broadcast their personal messages to their loved ones, to be mechazik them in the event that they could hear their shouts. Throughout the day, many of us think of the hostages, Achenu B'nei Yisrael, and wonder whether they realize all the efforts that are being made on their behalf, how connected we all feel, how we daven for them, we do mitzvahs on their behalf, learn in their schus, and make every possible human hishtadlus to obtain their freedom. First of all, we should keep in mind, Ki Hashem Orli. Hashem is our light that penetrates the darkness and gives us hope to aid in our survival. Rav Mendel of Kasev noted that when one thinks of his friend, even if they are separated by thousands of miles, the friend knows that he's being thought of. If one stops thinking of his friend, the friend will know that as well. In the schus of all the mitzvahs and masim tovim of Klau Yisroel, may we see the imminent fulfillment of the pasuk, Im shamayim, even if your exiles will be at the end of the heaven, Mishom yikabetzcho Hashem elokecho, umishom yikochecho, Hashem will gather you in from there, and He will take you from there. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Or coming up, you're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. It is day number 144 that our brothers and sisters are being held. Continue to pray for them, and of course, continue to pray for our IDF soldiers. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. I want to do here uh, an old song, an old song with a little new kanach, new twist. And I feel like, especially in today's events, where Kalei is all coming together, I feel like these words of the Mesilas Yisharim are ringing so true. Let's keep the Abbas Yisrael going. Let's sing together. Ein hakadosh baruchu, oh 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 Oh, yeah, 
J.M. in the A.M. Baruch Levine with Eina uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu is the name of that one off of the brand new Kumsitz Alive album. Literally just came out over the weekend. There it is, brand new from Baruch Levine. A lot of great selections here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, um, we get an op- another opportunity to speak with Jay Bookspam, who has another special guest for us. For us, somebody who's been making news. And we'll explain what I mean by that here at JM in the AM. First, the number one most well-known 
and clearly the most popular kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. Some might actually suggest that he is the same on other planets as well. Uh, he's the one, the only Jay. Booksbaum. I think I think it was Parrot's Booksbaum who suggested that you might be number one on other planets as well, by the way. It could be. My brother loves me. Yes. I know. And I could see him actually saying that, frankly. <laughs> Send them our best. Uh, Jay has a special guest with us live via telephone, and that's someone we've spoken to before, Amichai Luri, who is the chief winemaker at the Shiloh Winery. And whether he likes it or not, the Shiloh Winery is making news these days. Uh, Amichai, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Well, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate that very much. We do have a lot to speak to you about. Jay, first, if you don't mind, yesterday when you were on the show, we alluded to the fact that there was a trade, KFWE, we'll call it that for all intents and purposes. There was a trade show, uh, a KFWE-type trade show uh, for the industry yesterday. What could you tell us about yesterday's gathering in New Jersey? I think the, the, the most powerful message for me was how so many Israeli wineries showed up. Wow. You know, you'd think that in this time of, you know, real challenges that, you know, they would opt to not show up, not, not out of malice or anything, but because they simply can't or they're distracted or they're working their wineries or whatever. And they all came. I mean, it was just phenomenal to see how they all came and, you know, I think Amichai will talk a little bit more about why you think that would happen. But I think there's, you know, just the fact that they showed up uh, and you know, so many winemakers, so many owners and managers and, you know, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, no question about it. That is a great takeaway. And Baruch Hashem, that's exactly what happened. Tonight, many of you are aware, we spoke about this last Thursday on the air, many of you are aware that the Jewish Link of New Jersey has a has their wine guide wine tasting tonight that's happening in Passaic, New Jersey, and we continue to suggest and encourage our listeners to go, especially because there'll be a lot of Israeli wineries there. And if you use a promo code radio, by the way, at their site, you could save $35 off an admission ticket for tonight. So, again, that's happening tonight. I would go, but we have a wedding tonight, so I won't be able to make it. But I'm bringing this up because um, the enemy has declared that they will be outside of the venue where this event is taking place tonight. Obviously, the police are prepared, so nobody has to worry about God forbid, any type of altercations or encounters with those who are supporters of barbaric behavior and barbaric attacks against innocent people. Um, But I I bring this up because it seems like they've been focused on Shiloh and the Shiloh winery. And I figured Amichai could address this. Amichai, why is it with all the different regions of Israel that are represented tonight and that have representatives now traveling in the New York, New Jersey area, why has the uh, has the uh, enemy chosen your winery to single out in their announcements and advertisements? Well, actually, I'm not really sure. Perhaps because we just uh, finished building our new winery, a new visitor center, and we just moved in a couple of months ago. This is a property that we bought a little bit over seven years ago, 
everything above the books, everything legally. And uh, I don't know, I guess they're jealous when they see that the Jews are prospering in our homeland, so I guess they get jealous. Also, I tell you, it's it's an absurd, (laughs) it's such an absurd to target specifically Shiloh, you know. uh, We on purpose called the name of the winery uh, because where we're located, we're located in Shiloh. I mean, Shiloh dates back to 3,000 years. Speaking with uh, Amichai Lurie, who's the chief winemaker at the Shiloh Winery, and of course, Jay Booksbaum, the world's number one kosher wine sommelier, and I apologize that we were tossed off the air there for a moment. So Amichai, as you were saying before we were rudely technically interrupted, uh, you yourself don't are not sure about this whole fascination that the enemy has with Shiloh, but I think you may have stumbled upon it just now as you said it, because the Jewish world, obviously has this long time, centuries, millennia old connection to Shiloh. And as we know from how the enemy views Jerusalem and Hebron and Sfad and Tveria, we know that they pay careful, and the Harabayit, we know they pay careful attention when it comes to areas that have this deep-rooted connection to the Jewish people because if they can go ahead and adjust things for the world to think that we're not connected there, it would you know, make their case, so to speak, for their connection to that area even more. Do you think that's what it is, that because you're so historic, they pay, care, they pay even more attention to you? Oh, I think that's, that, that's what it is. You know, they see that we're prospering, they see that we're succeeding, they see that we're flourishing again in the heart of Israel. And uh, I guess they're jealous. But, uh, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and we're moving forward. Uh, like it says, uh, So I actually welcome the challenge because, you know, <laughs> the more they try to fight us, the more I know that I'm right. Well, Amichai, all we could do is say, Chazak uh, v'yamatz. Keep on doing what you're doing because it's driving them crazy. And Baruch Hashem, uh, it continues to make one of Israel's most prominent wineries more and more robust. Both Amichai Luri and Jay Booksmar are with us. And by the way, and, and either of you could take this, but Amichai, I'll start with you. you you've been assured, and we should mention this to the people listening, you've been assured that tonight, despite the the activities of the enemy, it, it'll be it'll be a well-guarded, secure situation at tonight's event in Passay, correct? Yeah, I was told that uh, they increased security. Also this morning, I was sent a message that they're increasing security. and. Uh, Honestly, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from, from the area of the world you come from, uh, m- much less worry 6,000 miles away. Jay, I know it's not your event, but obviously you have a lot of friends who are going to be there tonight. Anything you want to add about that or just encourage people to go? Yeah. I wasn't even sure I was going to come to to the U.S. because up until a couple of weeks ago, I was left with uh, only two people at the winery because my whole staff were... Uh, enlisted in, in Aza, and just last minute I decided to come. And I think it's uh, it's important to show that uh, we're moving forward. You know, we're not uh, no setbacks. Nobody's uh, yeah. everybody's encouraged just to do things even better. Yeah, no, nobody's backing down, which is the most important thing. Jay, let me give you a chance to address tonight. Go right ahead, sir. <laughs> 
I think it's really important that you go. But, you know, let's put all this craziness aside. Right. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to taste wines and meet people. And especially since yesterday's event was for trade only, here's an opportunity for consumers to really meet the winemakers that I mentioned earlier showed up. No question about it. All right, Amichai, let's go back to what you just said. A couple of employees were left because so many were called up and the manpower was needed in other parts, regions, and sections of Israeli society. Um, how, how, how many employees are there normally at the winery? And, and, uh, and, and how is it possible to continue the act? the daily necessary activities at a winery when you're missing so much manpower. So first of all, when you said I was making the news, I actually thought you were talking about, uh, uh, last month's, uh, uh, tasting panel magazine, their issue where they gave our mosaic a 96 after last year was a 95. I thought you were talking wine. <laughs> I didn't know you were talking politics. And by the way, to come tonight and taste the wine. And by the and by you the know, way, so the, it just shows you that my head is working positive. <laughs> and by the way, the mosaic that direction. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was uh, that's where my head was going, and you were talking politics, but that's okay. So usually at the winery, uh, we're about 15 people, and uh, everybody was enlisted except for two, including one of the guys, not just that he was enlisted, they called up his wife as well. And that was challenging when you have a few small kids at home, and then the grandfather has to come over and uh, take over on Simchatova, and then the grandfather was also enlisted, so the grandmother came to take over. It makes life a little bit interesting. But uh, thank God uh, most of the team got back the past uh, couple of weeks, and uh, we're managing. But in the, but thank in the, God we last minute. Right, but in the first three months, how do you replace those people? In the first three months of this war, you know, what, what do you do to, to, to get the tasks that need to be done in the vineyard, in the winery, etc.? What do you do to get those done? So it was literally insane because Motzei Simchatoa, on Simchatoa, first thing in the morning, everybody was called up, uh, except for two people. And it's not just the guys at the winery, it's also all the farmers. Literally all my farmers were enlisted. So we were supposed to harvest the Petit Verdot, and I, I get into my car like a couple of minutes after Yontif. I said, you know what, I, war started, but you know, I have to get the grapes off the vines all night tonight. And then before I even leave uh, uh, the shoe where I live, the farmer calls me up. And he says, listen, there's not going to be a harvest tonight. First of all, the army won't let us in. And second of all, everybody was called up. And you know, and then gradually the army let us in and then let it take us out again until the next couple of weeks we slowly harvested all the grapes, you know. And it was, <laughs> the funny thing is I'm uh, almost 58 years old and I was the youngest guy around harvesting. Oh so everybody young <laughs> was, uh, was enlisted. So, you know, I think the average of, uh, of the people that were working in the vineyards and harvesting 
Uh, I think the average was like 73 or 75. Like, uh, you had to see it to believe it. But both Hashem, you know, uh, even in the vineyards, we eventually, gradually uh, harvested all the rest of the grapes that we didn't harvest before Yontif. In the winery, it was uh, really challenged to get everything done properly like we do every single year. Thank God, uh, in August, we moved into the new facility and the new winery that we built, everything is much more easier to uh, to make wine there. And uh, it was, if not for that, we wouldn't have managed uh, this uh, this harvest. Jay, have you seen the new uh, facility? I think the biggest challenge was not. Uh, no, he was supposed to come. <laughs> He's going to come soon. If he, I'm not. I'm going to answer instead of him. If he doesn't come, I'm going to drag him. No, believe, believe me, Jay's, Jay, Jay's no problem. He doesn't mind traveling to Israel at any time, so he'll likely see their brand-new facility very, very soon, and we look forward to seeing it very, very soon. Amichai Luri from the, uh, the Shiloh Winery, and that mosaic, by the way, seems to be extremely, extremely popular, and Jay Booksbaum, of course, our kosher wine sommelier for the last, oh gosh, longer than Jay and I would care to admit. Amichai, one of the stories, unfortunately about you and uh, the people around you is that, um, you know, we always talk about different towns, different regions, different yeshivot, different neighborhoods in Israel that have been hit particularly hard during this war. When I heard these statistics, when I heard the numbers of the people that are, that were and are around you in terms of how, how many you have lost during this war, I, I could not frankly believe it. Could you tell the audience what this war experience has been like for you and your family? Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not um, it's not numbers, it's people, you know? Yeah. And uh, lost a lot of friends on the first day and uh, the months following... A lot of good friends lost their children, and it's, unfortunately, it's not it's not numbers. It's people that that are very close to us, and uh, unfortunately, it's probably not the end. But uh, um, I guess we're in the right direction, and uh, somebody has to do the hard work. Uh, the the price is very it's high. Scary. I, I'm not. Uh, price is very high, and uh, I hope people are waking up. You know, I remember when I uh, when we started building the winery a little over a year and a half ago, and uh, people saw that we were doing every single little thing in the new winery, 100% Jewish labor. I mean, I'm telling you everything from digging the cellar to pouring the concrete to putting down floors, plumbing, electricity, every little thing. But done 100% Jewish labor. And people are watching me and telling me, well, what are you, crazy? I mean, you'll never finish it. It'll cost you that much more. And why don't you take uh, the Arab's neighbors? They'll do the work. They'll do I said, listen. Uh, it's a known fact. They come, they work, they take down notes, 
they go back, they sell the information, and eventually they're going to come for us. And people, I would tell this, I can't tell you how many people I told over the year and a half that we were building, I told this. And it's like people thought I was crazy. I was nuts. And then uh, came Simchat uh, Torah, and uh, you see that they've been planning this for years. And you know, if you if you show them a little bit of, if you, if you let them into your home, they're, they're going to come for you. Uh, this is in our history everywhere. I mean, this happened all over the world, and uh, we don't learn our lesson, unfortunately. And I hope this time it will be more people will wake up and understand that uh, we have to take care of ourselves. You know, we have to be very careful not to... Uh, it, it, it's weird, but people have been helping the enemy, you know, and uh, you can still, unfortunately, you can still see it today. You know. Thank God it's much less, and but uh, it's scary, you know, and uh, I hope uh, other people will follow in the direction, the same direction that we have, that, uh, you know, it also makes sense. You have a job. Who do you want to give it to, to your to your brother, to your neighbor, to your friend, or do you want to give the work and your money to your enemy? And uh, I guess it was the right thing to do. Wow, Amichai, you can't imagine how important your words are. You can't imagine. And I, I'm sorry for going back to this. Obviously, it's very emotional for you, and obviously it's a part of this whole thing you'd love to forget. I, I understand that. But I need people on this side of the world to, to grasp what a what an average person, an average fifty-eight year old business owner went through in the opening weeks of the war. The Shiva calls, the visits to families, as you said, friends who lost children, the funerals, obviously, the, the depressed and difficult times that one must go through, even though because there's so much to accomplish and so much to, to move forward about, but at the same time you're being held back by this terrible you know, down feeling that the whole country had and in some ways continues to have. Can you just tell us a little bit about those few weeks and how intense they were? Um, I think uh, a lot of people felt the same way because it's, everybody has a friend and everybody has family in harm's way. I... <laughs> Like, by the time uh, one nephew is out of Aza, the other one is in. By the time uh, one cousin is out of Lebanon, I said, wow, that's great. Okay, no, but I just went into Aza, and his twin brother is on the other side. Now he went uh, into Lebanon. Everybody has a friend. Everybody has family. Jay, right, uh, Adam's son, was in harm's way for many months. And a lot of good friends, and uh, you're always afraid that you wake up in the morning for the next phone call. What is it going to be? And uh, after <laughs> after the first week, I I stopped going to funerals. The shiva calls I went, but funerals I said I just can't do it anymore. You know, uh, listen, Jay lives here in the states, and. Uh, First cousin, his son is in Aza. I mean, and that, you know, sometimes I think that uh, I have so many friends that live here in the states, and 
they have family on the front lines. I mean, I'm in Israel, I feel closer, so perhaps in some ways it was easier than people that have, that their close friends and family are so far away from them. I know it's probably difficult for both sides. You know, Amichai, this past Sunday, in a, in a completely random, coincidental episode, I ran into uh, a group of Israeli soldiers who are in the United States who are amputees, missing limbs, some in wheelchairs. Um, a, a crazy story just happened again. Coincidence happened to meet up with them, and obviously you could, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but anybody listening... We hear all the stories of the wounded when you see them and what they're going through and how they're trying to walk with one leg and a crutch. It is something you don't forget too quickly. Obviously, this is not your area of expertise. Your area is wine and working the land of Israel. Uh, But in addition to those families that are suffering because of their losses, could you just tell us about the families that are suffering because their children's lives have been so drastically changed by their wounds and their injuries? I, I'll tell you something uh, that um, the beginning of the war we realized I, I remember when I used to go into the army uh, reserves twice a year. You know, years ago we went into we did our reserves much more than the past uh, five years. Right. I used to go away for 33 days and then again for 14 days every single year. Right. And who has to, who has the, actually the hard work? So for me, I'm in the army. I'm doing what I'm doing. But the wife that stays at home yep. with the children alone, okay, first of all, the, the, the wife at home has to, is worried crazy because her husband is harmed in harm's way. Uh, she has to deal with everything alone in the house, and to to be to be blonde, I think they're the, the they're the heroes. Okay, the wife that has to stay at home yeah. has to comfort their children. Yeah, and the, the children hear what's happening. Okay, some people aren't coming home, and uh, they're the, in my opinion, the women that are staying home with the children and everything is on them. You know, I, I sometimes I say to people a, a little bit jokingly, you know, let's see you survive a month, two months, three months alone in the house when your wife is going away. Yep. Uh, how many men can say, come and survive that, okay? Yep. And the women, it's not just a week, it's not just two weeks, it's months without seeing their husbands, everything is on them. It's not just that they have to do everything on their own. It's also there. The the stress that you're under that who knows what's going to happen. And unfortunately the worst happens every now and then. And uh, I think the, the, the major support that, you know, I couldn't help in any way, uh, the winery, the, the two people that were left, we couldn't help in the war effort, so at least we tried to help uh, the families that stayed at home. So all our friends and families, we always tried to send care packages to the kids at home, to the wife, and all these, just to show a little bit of support because 
you know, if we can't fight, we might as well help, in my opinion, the true heroes, the women that are staying at home. And, and this is still going on, you know. I'm telling you, even today, after more than four months, there are people that have been barely at home at all. And uh, the stress that the, the, the women are under are just it's insane, you know. I, I wouldn't, you know, if it was up to me, I'd prefer to fight than to be under the stress of worrying that my family is, is under such danger. But on the other hand, you know, uh, the, the, the army and the soldiers are doing what they're supposed to do. And, uh, we're, we're all in debt to, to, to the soldiers that are doing what they're doing. And, I have to admit, we're also in debt to the women that are carrying this insane burden. Like, if I'm, if I have to carry the burden and worry about my friends and family, can you imagine the wife how she feels, especially when she sees that uh, so many people uh, aren't coming back. Yep. And her kids are in school with kids whose fathers are not coming back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just goes on. And on and on. Amichai Luri with some very, very important words about what our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through. Thank God the Shiloh Winery has emerged, as so many of the Israeli wineries have, from this first stage of the war with uh, their business intact. J- Jay told us yesterday, Amichai, that, that Purim and Pesach, really around the world, for any retail establishments that carry Israeli wines, it will be very very robust. There'll be plenty of, of uh, delicious bottles available uh, for the next couple of months based on what's happened and the way you guys have kept up. Is, is that the feeling you're getting, that there'll be plenty of, um, of delicious wine available between now and the holidays? Yes, there's a lot of new wines coming out. Wine will be available, and I hope people will have a, a lot of good reasons to celebrate I'd like to add just one sure. one other thing. You know, we we got stuck at the beginning of the war. You know, we've been warning. I'm not the only one that um, security has been neglected in so many ways in Israel over the years. More lax than usual. And, uh, and a lot of communities were left with no first response equipment zero night vision equipment and so many things that we just didn't have. And, uh, on the Isulchag, we realized that in our community, in Maledev, we had no night vision equipment and a bunch of other things. And also in one of our farms, our main farm in Gibraltar, they also had practically almost no defense, especially night defense. And, I called up uh, Scott from One Israel Fund, and Scott Feldman. I'm telling you, like at the time, it's Scott Feldman. Yeah, and the time it takes your hat to fall to the ground, he took care of so many things here in Israel. I'm telling you, for a fact, 100% fact, that the equipment that they helped us uh, get for for the communities and and this was the first, the first day, the day after. And since then, they've been doing so many amazing things. But just 
in one of the places that I, that uh, they helped us uh, get some night vision equipment. It's a hundred percent saved lives already. Okay, and it prevented uh, attacks. And they're still doing this amazing work. Okay, these are people that are already out of the army. They volunteered to come back. The army said, no, there's no way you can make these tanks uh, worthy of combat again. And in no time, they had the tanks up and running again. It's, it's unbelievable when you think about this. And so many projects like this that people never thought that they could do, and, and they're doing it. And... Uh, it's just amazing. The whole thing's amazing. Amichai Luria, you'll see him tonight. He's chief winemaker at the uh, Shiloh Winery in Israel. If you're at the event tonight in Passaic with the Jewish Link, you will see him there, as you'll see many Israeli wineries and many other wineries from around the world as well. Hey, Jay, let's, and Jay Booksbaum, of course, is with us. Jay, let's end on a lighter note. What's the, what's the best vintage of the mosaic, Jay? What year is the best vintage of the mosaic, in your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> would it be the 20 would it be the 21 <laughs> come on jay which one is it Gosh. remember we did by nostalgia a vertical wine tasting we tasted all the mosaics from 2006 till 2000 and that was to a couple of years so ago, what, 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 right? en what ended up winning <laughs> What ended up? I don't remember. I just know that they're still going strong, right? <laughs> Amichai, if you had your choice of a bottle from the 2020s, which one would it be? The, the, the best. There's an old saying, Nachum, and you'll appreciate the this. best vintage the is best the newest vintage. Yet to come. <laughs> right, the best is yet to come. Amichai, is this going to be? Is, is this going to be a good harvest? Is God going to reward all these efforts with a really good harvest coming up? So, so Baruch Hashem, the harvest was very good. We were able to harvest almost all the the vineyards. Uh, some, unfortunately, we couldn't get to, and some I had a couple of rows the tank just demolished because they had to get from one from A to B, and the only way through was to widened the, the way so we lost a couple of rows but thank god in general we harvested everything and everything on time wow. uh we made up for lost time and everything is amazing even we have some special new wines this year that are already in barrels aging and uh Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of uh shesa. yeah looking forward to trying them all i can tell you that much uh, Amichai, Tadaraba, Kalakavod, amazing discussion and very important one, frankly, for people tuned in. Thank you so much and uh, and Chazak uh, Viamat, continued Hatzlacha. Thank you very much. Take care. And of course, the number one uh, on this planet, at least, although according to Parrot's Booksbaum, it may extend to other areas of the Milky Way as well, other parts of the galaxy. Um, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. He's the one, the only Jay. Booksbaum, have a wonderful thing, everybody. Jay, two two really great days. You you came through, and I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. There he is, Jay Booksbaum. Big shout out to Yaichi Herzog as well, and of course everybody at Royal Wine Kedem. More coming up. It's uh, when it's Tuesday at JM in the AM. Oh, <laughs> 
J.M. in the A.M. with Ellie Schwebel. We are one. Before that, Simcha Liner with Simcha. You heard Chizku done by the Chevra here at J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this 27th day of February. Day number 18 in the month of uh, Adar 1, Adar Aleph. 
day number 144 that our brothers and sisters are being held by the enemy, 144. If you're a teacher, mention that to your your students once in a while. The exact number of days that our um, brothers and sisters have been held. Boy, some of the things that Amichai Lurie told us about the war, unbelievable. Really important things to be said. I'm, I appreciate the fact that he was on. Um, JM in the AM, good morning. The President of the United States yesterday, in what seemed to be an off-the-cuff comment, said there should be a ceasefire by Monday. Why he said that, what he was basing it on, no idea. Uh, Reuters actually Reuters actually um, took that story, took that statement by the President of the United States and created a headline that says Biden hopes to have a hostage deal in place by Monday. So he's not just talking about a ceasefire. He is talking about a ceasefire that's tied to a, a hostage deal. At least that's what the impression is by the media. A hostage deal that is a, a ceasefire, rather that is um, that is attached to the um, to the ceasefire. I wonder. One can only hope. Hope the hostages are released today. Frankly, Schwiger says Bokertov from sunny South Florida. Um, someone writes, please daven for Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Listener Bracha says, today is the 13th yard side of my dear father, Yoshua ben Shlomo Zalman Halevi of blessed memory. May his neshama have an aliyah. He was a Holocaust survivor who lived and loved his Judaism fiercely. Miss him so much. Thank you, listener Bracha, also known as listener B. D. Best said that today's a municipal election day in Israel. Yeah, we mentioned a lot of people are off today in Israel. It is election day. All the municipalities, the cities, the towns, they're electing their leadership. Let's hope they uh, elect responsible leadership who are able to um, to lead in a proper manner, please, God. Um, yeah, let's hope and pray. That's something to hope and pray for, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something to hope for, that our uh, our leaders can actually perform as responsible leaders. That would be amazing. Sholly is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Hashem, <laughs> 
Younger, he was with us on Thursday at JM in the AM. If you missed that interview, check out the archive. MalcolmSiegel.com and, of course, on the NSN app. Fire that burns in a yid. That's Shmuel Younger. Before that, Misha Berich for Tzahal. Before that, Hashem Melech done by Sholi Eli Schwebel in there with We Are One. Simcha Liner had Simcha. JM in the AM, good morning. Want to take this opportunity to wish a mazel tov 
to uh, ding. Sarah and David Nachman Golding. Mazal Tov. That's Ding of Suki and Ding, who's been on our show for a million years. Sarah and uh, Ding are celebrating the engagement of their daughter, Miriam Golding, to Yassi Chanowitz. Mazal Tov, Miriam Golding, and Yassi Chanowitz from all of us here at JM in the AM. <coughs> Excuse me. That was great news. Heard it last night. Ding gave me a call. He said, I got great news to share with you. Miriam is engaged to uh, Yussi Chanowitz. And um, we say Mazalta from all of us here at JM and the AM. Sarah and Ding are uh, two of the people we love celebrating Smachot with. And uh, that was just wonderful news to hear. Avrami hosts a Tuesday live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Again, Avrami hosts a Tuesday live lunch coming up at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg is next at 9 a.m. with Israel at 75. He'll present an overview of the Entebbe hijacking and rescue as he begins another fascinating series, this time on the Entebbe episode here on NSN. Uh, Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg, Israel at 75, starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Again, live lunch with Avrami at 11 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Enjoy. If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, make sure to uh, write to Avrami and let him know. He will take very good care of you. He'll make sure you're back on that list ASAP. That I can guarantee. Eliyahu Chade is next. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, Eliyahu Chade is next. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yankee Aush. A-U-S-C-H with Rebbe Rebbe Mailach. Bishvili before that done by Elio Chait here at J.M. in the A.M. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at and the Nachomsegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM and the Big thank you to Amichai Luri, to Jay Booksbaum, to Elliot Weiselberg, to Rabbi Goldwasser, to all of you. And of course, a big thank you to Avrami Finkelstein. We would not have uh, adjusted to the technical problems today without the incredible help of Avrami. Uh, you can thank Avrami uh, yourself by commenting on the app during the live lunch. She'll be on between 11 and 1 Eastern time today. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Alchemist Gold reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.